ladies and gentlemen, welcome back once again to The Undiluted Truth. I am Ben, and today's episode is going to be another episode of more stunning facts from yet another medical professional. Frontline medical professional, and this would be part three. Absolutely. And... Y'all, you just heard him, but let's go ahead and welcome in Mike. <laughs> yes, you did. Ben, thanks so much. It's good to be back. I am just getting back from a brief vacation down at the Outer Banks, which was definitely needed, uh, but it is good to be back in some ways. Good to have you. Uh, but, well, thank you. And it's good, again, to be back and back in here with you. And boy, another medical frontline professional, stunning facts impeccable knowledge, unbelievable. Uh, I, I don't want to belabor a whole lot here, but it is uh, Dr. Peter McCullough, who is doing an event at the Village Church, uh, Village uh, Seventh-day Adventist Church in Michigan. So uh, with all that being said, I'm trying to think of some highlights from the last uh, episode. And I think we ended with what I would consider a, a really, a really good place to start or, or, or a highlight, and that is the fact that Fauci and others are saying that natural immunity is not as good as the vaccine. Yeah, right. And he had just clearly made the statement of we have had no cases with people that have built the antibodies right. with natural immunity. And we've so far we've had thousands. I can't remember the number, so, but, but thousands. Well, just, just to be clear, that was, he was uh, talking about the time frame of, I believe from either June and July up until when he did. Yeah. It was like, I think it was uh, June through July into August or something like that was the time frame Cause he mentioned a specific time frame that he was talking about when he's he was saying during that time where the vac where he was talking about 19 percent of the vaccinated people were dying i think that was in july um which had bumped, ramped up from june and then he said during that time frame they had absolutely no failures of natural immunity so well, it was during that specific time now overall i i yeah, I think knows? I think but overall, what natural I, is still better than well, natural. We well, natural that. as far as I mean, what is natural is natural immunity. Those who have had the who have had the see, this is what yeah, I, I don't think. I don't think so. those those who have had the virus and have built the natural immunity. Oh, that type so, of clarification. I was thinking yes, those who have had the injection. Obviously, that's not natural. Well, those that have had the virus that the are building the natural immunity the virus, right? compared to those that have had the vaccine. Yeah, there has been yeah. none that have had the virus and have that has gotten better that have died. So that yeah. compared to yeah. thousands on right. the on the other side. Right. Well, well, we all know, and and that's not like he's. Standing out there, you know, on an island by himself, there's hundreds and thousands of doctors that, and professionals that are saying the same thing. Yeah. You know, we were fearfully and wonderfully made, and, and we were made, and we've gone through all of this with the T cells and the and the B cells and, and how all of this works. Right. But what we have is we have people toying with the human body trying to think. Imagine that. 
mm-hmm. that they know better than God who created us. So, yeah. uh, but but that was, you know, the fact that people are saying that and, you know, the all-powerful, you know, uh, not Oz, but the all-powerful little Mr. Fauci. Uh, and and <laughs> some might think I'm disrespecting him. Little gremlin guy. Sorry. By, by not calling him doctor. But I, I tell you what, I I think I'm doing him a favor by not calling him a doctor. Okay. Because he's been wrong so many times that if if anybody thought of him as a doctor, they certainly wouldn't go see him, you know, for no. any kind of uh, help or uh, any kind of well, medical. No. But but he's no. not even practicing. I don't think he's practicing over twenty years. Well, I will say this though: laughter is called considered the best medicine. So you could go see him for a nice laugh. Well, there you go. I'm I'm yeah, just I'm yeah. just throwing that out. Well, yeah, get 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 prepared, uh, you know, and get the right frame of mind before you do that. Uh, and right. you yes. you might get a you know just because just about everything he said over the last six months has been laughable. So uh, that's a good point. Yeah, well, well taken. <laughs> All right. So without further ado, let's get on here with uh, with Mister Doctor, Mister Doctor, Mister Doctor, Peter McCullough. All right. And uh, once again, welcome all you rock tumblers, truth seekers. We are getting ready to tumble. All right. Ready, set, and Ben, you ready? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Okay. I've showed you that. So let's pivot to early treatment. If the vaccines don't work completely, many of you have taken the vaccines. My family has taken them. We thought it was the best thing we did. We tried to make our decisions for our family members and make our own decisions. If they don't work completely, it means you can get COVID. My brother texted me today. He goes, means we're doomed. I said, no, man, we're not doomed. We have treatment. In fact, there's a home treatment guide. All the work that we've done, there have been physician organizations that have uh, risen up. Uh, uh, this is probably the most single relied upon slide now in the entire world. Um, it's the basis in in um, Sri Lanka, in Thailand, in Malaysia, in East Asia, in South Africa, in the United States, and elsewhere. This is called sequence multi-drug therapy when someone does get COVID-19. I'll walk through it. If, you're, you, if you get COVID-19, get at home, quarantine, do your contract tracing, ventilate your house, open the windows, open the windows. The virus hates fresh air. Do you know, in Singapore, they did studies. If you're outside, you, it's impossible to transmit the virus, but get in a close room, and you know, you have to be in a close room with somebody for about three hours to transmit the virus. It's not a little thing like this, it's three hours. So 85% of transmission occurs in the home. Why? Because people spend more than three hours together in the home, it's the only place that you do it. Now, age under 50, a helpful nutraceutical bundle. The nutraceuticals, the vitamins, they don't save patients, but all the studies show if you're a little bit deficient in these, the risks are higher. Vitamin D deficiency, the mortality skyrockets. Zinc deficiency. People on diuretics, for instance, uh, water pills, they get zinc deficient. So it's one of these things where we can't prove the vitamins are helpful, but all the data suggests they're supportive, and why not? They're cheap. So nutraceutical bundle, under age 50, finish your quarantine, and then you're done. You're done. Okay, I'm going to pause right there. Wow. Only because there, there's been so many powerful things he's, he's just mentioned. Yeah. We have known some of these things. Some of these things have been have, have been bantered about and discussed, I think, to 
well, how about if this happens, or how about if that happens, or I hear them say, remember the old, who are they? Well, they say, if you do this, that, if you do, you know, that, this. Yeah. So, but the one thing, I'm just going to mention one, then I'll let you uh, have a turn. Uh, (laughs) Okay. How about get out and open the, get out or get, open the windows and get out into some fresh air because he says, the it's vi- impossible. There's no cases that uh, the that virus doesn't like fresh air. It does not it? like yeah. fresh air. So now I'm, I'm I've got one caveat along with that. Okay. The virus does not like fresh air. So mask up and breathe all this non-fresh air. That absolutely that makes uh, perfect uh, sense. You know. So, so doesn't that make sense? And you can call me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Doctor Fauci. After I said that. Okay. But I mean, just pardon all that, but. Seriously, yeah. I mean, doesn't that make perfect sense? So I know that you've got one right there. I mean, I, well, <laughs> it, it's kind of very similar to yours, but it's not the fresh air. It's going back to vitamin. It's the vitamin D, and we talked about this on another podcast. You know, get outside, get some sunshine, get some fresh air. You know, because in what was it, uh, the immune podcast? Yes, where he said that the that the sun sunlight is anti. Antiviral, right? That's correct. Yeah. So you got virus doesn't like fresh air, and sun is antiviral, and sun gives you what? Vitamin Vitamin D. D. So that helps with not having a vitamin D deficiency. Deficiency. Yes. So being outside has been proven to be better than being inside for a long time. But going back to, I remember hearing little, I, I can't quote you the studies, but hearing about studies done back in like the 80s, you know, with internal like the air quality in your home versus outside absolutely so so being outside in nature is better than being cooped up in your house anyway so yeah quarantine stay away from people maybe but i mean get out and be healthy yes i mean absolutely i mean it it does make perfect sense i mean if you work in a bus garage and you got you're up in a garage with you know carbon monoxide right <laughs> running as you're working on vehicles yeah, up you definitely want to get somewhere well else. it <laughs> might not be so good to be away from your home and that sort of thing but typically yeah if you're yeah. out in as you said fresh air it's it's proven this is not new it's proven mm-hmm. so that's you know that's the wonderful thing ab- about this and there again many are saying this same thing, and don't forget zinc. He also mentioned zinc. You're right. Yeah. And if you is. remember, with uh, uh, Dr. Neil Nedley, he said the virus on contact is zinc. Yes, because zinc kill, it kills it. Kills, kills it COVID on, con- on contact. Kills yeah. it on contact, or SARS, or whichever we're. Yes, what the I, virus? It, yeah, it says whatever yeah. virus, and we all and we that. know that Corona virus is is an umbrella right. it's got many many strands yeah and and we've been dealing with the corona virus for many years now so yeah. that's what uh, dr neil nedley was talking about with you know with killing using the zinc and there are others that are saying now that there's a delivery system a drug that basically delivers the zinc right into the the cells really yes okay. and 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 we'll we'll get to that on another podcast yeah, okay. uh so excuse me so before we 
crank it back up. I, I this is when I wish we had video, just a, a wish list bit. <laughs> yeah, Think Bill, about. It. I, we'll we'll get there eventually. Because <laughs> when when he says we got some know, work to do to be able to yeah, when he says this is like the most important chart in the world now, everyone's going. Well, that's fine. They can see it, but we can't. Well, um, once again, we'll have to be be putting a link on the description of this for the church. I mean, you guys will have to go see it. But. Right, that's uh, that's correct. So, but but what he's talking about, and and one important thing that he's mentioned here was a these are treatments with a combination of drugs that he's yeah. talking about, not just one single right drug. Right, and and he goes through it with different ages, and he's going to be mentioning. A variety of 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 drugs. So uh, just pay attention to that. Take notes, and then, of course, as Ben said, we will definitely put the information on so you can go and look at this yourself. So, all right, yeah. Uh, without yeah. Fu- without further ado, let's uh, let's keep rolling. All right, you can go back to work and enjoy life. Go back to school, but if you're under age fifty and s- symptoms get worse, and this is important for kids, people say, well, "What about kids?" The only people being hospitalized in the United States are getting no treatment at home. Zero. If you look at the papers of people hospitalized and look down the table of baseline characteristics, what treatment do they get? The answer is nothing. Wow. The answer is nothing. Mm -hmm. Treat the illness early at home. If a child develops severe symptoms, we move over to the middle category. Now, the middle category for adults and seniors, we now can use a monoclonal antibody as shown here in gray. That we, the current one is called Regeneron. And if you've been vaccinated or not, if you're over 65 and you start having severe symptoms, call your doctor and demand an antibody infusion and figure out where these damn antibodies are. The United States pre-purchased 500 million doses of these. Where are they? How many does University of Michigan have? How much does Bowman have? How about Providence? What about McLaren? Right? Come on. Where are these monoclonal antibodies? Where are the public service announcements to show where these monoclonal antibodies are? Seniors should be demanding these. President Trump got COVID-19. What's the first thing they did? Monoclonal antibodies. He was there. He took some, you know, he's all bluster. He took, I beat COVID-19. Well, of course he did. I just got a phone call on the way here informing me that um, Greg Abbott, governor of Texas, has got COVID after he's fully vaccinated. He just got a monoclonal antibody infusion. Terrific. I was on the phone with the DeSantis's, we're on WebEx with DeSantis's group in Florida. I said, get these monoclonal antibodies out so seniors can use them. 80% of them are going unused on the shelf because of this mentality of not treating COVID. You go into a sterile room off the ER, get the infusion, and go home. You can do that in an urgent care center. You can do that in a nursing home. Demand monoclonal antibodies, but that's not all. After that, we use what's called anti-infective intracellular uh, agents. We can use hydroxychloroquine. Hydroxychloroquine to this day is the most widely used drug to treat COVID-19. It is supported by 250 studies. The The NIH gave up on it back in June. The FDA, uh, uh, shortly after that, after a fake paper in Lancet, FDA made a blanket statement, don't use hydroxychloroquine. They never updated their statement. In a year that's gone by, there have been hundreds of studies showing hydroxychloroquine is beneficial. Hundreds. Randomized mm-hmm. trials as outpatients, large observational studies. The only studies that don't show hydroxychloroquine has a big effect is when it's late and they're on a mechanical ventilator. It makes sense. It's too late to have an antiviral make a difference. And by the way, remdesivir doesn't work there either. So 
You know, if someone says, listen, we don't want to give it to them, they're on the ventilator, I'd say, fine. The studies are small, but they don't show a benefit. But all the early treatment studies of hydroxychloroquine show it works. Or we can use ivermectin. Ivermectin is another drug that works in, inside the cell, impairs the nuclear entry of the virus. 60 supportive studies. We add doxycycline or zithromycin, you've all, all taken all this, because there is a bronchitis or a sinusitis component to it due to bacteria. Uh, importantly, after that, we use uh, steroids. We can use inhaled budesonide, which we should do. Inhaled budesonide, a pulmocort inhaler, any doctor can prescribe that. Pulmocort inhaler in load reduces the risk of hospitalization with COVID-19 by 87%, shown in two randomized trials. Two randomized trials. We have uh, uh, 12 randomized trials with oral steroids. Now, they're used in the hospital, but I've always said, listen, I don't care if the patient's physically in the hospital or at home, use the principle. I'm not going to wait for the hospital to start steroids. That's ridiculous. I refuse to do that. In Brazil, they don't do it. Other, other cities, I will use prednisone, readily available. Probably half the people in the room is taking prednisone. Yeah, it's cheap, and we use it on day five for pulmonary symptoms for about five days. And colchicine, that's a, an anti-inflammatory drug. It's a drug that's um, uh, used to treat gout. The Canadians did a large, randomized, prospective, double-blind, placebo-controlled trial. Over 4,000 patients over 30 days, and there was a dramatic reduction in hospitalization and death. So what I've done in the protocol is I've taken things that show a signal of benefit, not relying on a single drug, but putting them into combination to treat this. And then lastly, we address the issue of blood clots. It's very important. A paper from UCLA shows that the blood clotting system is revved up, particularly the playlists are revved up a thousand fold. That means a baby aspirin's not gonna work. A baby mm -hmm. aspirin works for heart disease because the platelets are not that revved up. But in COVID, which actually makes the blood system go wild, we need full-dose aspirin. It's one of the few times, full-dose aspirin, no questions asked. Japanese do it for 90 days to reduce these late risk of stroke or, uh, or heart attack. I personally have some blockages. Personally, I do. I took it for 90 days, no questions. I was not gonna end up with a heart attack or stroke. After okay, mm. uh, quickly, what you're hearing here is very similar, and it should be, to our episode with Dr. Richard Fleming. Right. And the same thing that he did. Mm -hmm. Recall, now, uh, Dr. McCullough doesn't go through how many different drugs he's got in this treatment plan, but we do know that Dr. Fleming had 10 drugs that gave him 52 or 53 combinations. Yeah. And I love, I love what he's saying because just the point that he made about hydrochloroquine, he says, now there's, there's in some cases, in, in some instances, hydroxychloroquine is not working. Right. Or, it's too or, late. Yeah. It's yeah. too late within the, you know, the, 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 the virus, you know, yeah. Yeah. how long, how much has it progressed? He's, he's closing out here in this particular, uh, on this particular slide, talking about the blood clotting. Well, that's exactly, remember, if you remember back, one of the oh, yeah. most classic lines that, that Dr. Fleming said was, you know, the inflammothrombotic response and, and, disease, yes. and the disease. Right. Dr. Fleming said, I know that we can treat this. This is, this is treatable. All of them were dying of the blood clotting. And yeah. he says, the reason I know yeah. this, I love this line <laughs> on, on that particular clip 
that, that we, we had on that episode. He says, because some guy named Fleming developed the method of treating this. And if right. you recall, what the, the method that he developed in treating it was the inflammothrombotic disease that was caused by bacteria and viruses. So voila. Yeah. And and sure. And if if you remember when that was developed and he was published in a medical journal, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Okay, I was gonna say nineteen ninety so, something, right, right. Yeah, nineteen ninety nine. Since nineteen ninety nine, we have known that there has been treatments. And then of course he at that time excuse me. Uh, Dr. Fleming, his trial was 1,800 people, and uh, out of the 1,800 people, uh, he lost three, and which still gave right. them a 99.4% uh, success rate, or, In their or, or, or right. yeah, or more, more, you know, uh, survival yeah. morbidity. I, I was thinking, not, not, and I don't know which one of us is right or what. But I was I was thinking he only had three drugs that he was doing those combinations with. No, I, I I don't I don't remember specifically, but that was yeah. what was in my head was three. Yeah. I don't know. No, he did have ten. He had ten different drugs because okay. he went through and and some of them were you know he had antibiotics. He had he had anti-inflammatories. You know which right, were right. some and and then he had, he did have ivermectin. He had hydrochloroquine. He had uh, okay. Yeah, I remembered at least those two. Yeah. Was it zithromycin? Uh, uh, I can't remember that, but what I liked about him is he he, he categorized or rated them, I should say, on to, their level of yeah. This this right. cocktail was a hundred percent. This one was eighty some, and this yeah. one was seventy. Remember okay. that? Yeah, I remember a little bit about. And that, right. that's sort of what Doctor McCullough is doing with this slide. So yeah, um, really good stuff here. But but he he also is look this don't think uh, because this drug doesn't work late in it or this drug isn't the best to use early that it doesn't work at all that it doesn't work at yeah. all exactly yeah. i mean yeah. you know the, the, these crazy people are already trying to to say oh well, they're using horse uh, yes uh, I, I have seen some of those the, those <laughs> things like guys stop buying ivermectin you know yeah yeah and it's not for humans it's for horses it's like uh, right like well the, that's 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 just the dosing like <laughs> But the but, probably the most important yeah. thing with that is that you get the right dose. You don't want to exactly OD yeah, on right, right. you know on on any drug as far as that goes. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think it's a horse anti-parasitic. I think is what it is. Yeah, I think that's what I read. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, but I'm, like, uh, I'm, I'm like, hey, if your doctors aren't going to prescribe it, and you know where you can get it, I mean. And as long as you can figure out what dosage you're supposed to take, absolutely. If, well, that, that comes down to math. How how good are we at math? So, well, true. Yeah. But there's probably a chart out there that tells you, you know, yeah. adult take this. Yeah, adult. To uh, that, we use blood thinners. Uh, and if I get a high, sorry about all that. Right, <laughs> yes, we use blood thinners. Doctor McCullough's chomping at the bit here, so we better yeah, run, we better let, going we, we better let him get going. Okay. Here we go, Doc. Coming See, back my at patients you. have pacemakers. They have uh, 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 blockages, stents. I am not fooling around with that. Anybody with a blood clotting disorder, like Factor V Leiden or what have you, Lovenox, full dose. Not half dose, nothing, full dose. My dad got COVID in a nursing home. I had them put on Lovenox for a month. I was not going to have dad get hit with a blood clot on week three. That's how people die. I just lost a patient last night. 
a 39-year-old guy in the ICU. And what happened is blood clots, overwhelming. And it's the saddest thing. Him and his wife got sick together about two weeks ago. The father's a pastor. Father reached out to me. I was helped coordinate in Fort Worth. The mother takes the monoclonal antibodies. She gets in the sequence drug program. He's a big guy. He's 39. He's going to be okay, but he's a big guy. He delays treatment. He gets worse and worse and worse. Now we're behind, and we start the drugs late. He gets one or two de- doses of drugs at home. He crashes in the hospital. He's in the hospital. He's, he's on oxygen. Last night, 10 o'clock, phone call, cardiac arrest, follow-up phone call, dead. 39 years old. It can happen. That's Delta variant. It can happen. Easy to treat early can be fatal in the hospital. And we're going to have more deaths if these patients are not treated. That's the reason why this algorithm is so important. So we use the drugs and combinations. The doctors have to decide. We can even use oxygen concentrators at home. We have pulse oxes. Patients wear pulse oximeters at home. We like to see the oxygen saturation more than 92%. But we know with COVID, it's micro blood clots in the lungs that reduces the oxygenation. When the CT scan shows COVID pneumonia, that's actually COVID blood clots. And the biggest mistake is to say, oh, we're going to clear that up with some remdesivir. No. Remdesivir, try it, but put people on blood thinners. Blood thinners is what saves people. Mm -hmm. And we don't have time for the large randomized trials. There's several inpatient supportive analysis for full-dose aspirin and full-dose anticoagulation, demanded in high-risk seniors. I have a young gal who's an officer at our church. I go to Methodist Church in Dallas. On the way here, I mean, my phone, is. this is my life now. She is about 40. She's a little delayed on treatment, a little delayed in recognition. Her oxygen saturations are in the 80s. She mm-hmm. goes, I'm going to the ER. I said, fine, demand a monoclonal antibody and get those Lovenox injections. Go home. There's no advantage to being in the hospital, honestly, unless patients need a lot of oxygen or the mechanical ventilator. I'd rather treat them at home. It's just we can do better. We have better control. In the hospital, you lose control. Do you know the families, you can't visit your family members. How many of you have had a family member in the hospital? Yeah, you know how hard that is. There's no more talking. You can't talk to the doctors on rounds. You can't figure out what's going on. There's no, there's no negotiation. So we can go with a phone call under uh, President Trump. We can actually get an oxygen concentrator at home. You can order one on Amazon for about 900 bucks. It pulls oxygen out of the air and concentrates it. People who get this in the lungs, I had it. It got in my lungs. I know what I'm talking about. You need help for about a month. It's a long illness, but we can get through it. So importantly, this has taken off. And I mentioned, we have organizations around the world. These are some colleagues in Italy, Terapia Domiciliary COVID-19. They use drugs in combination. They use the protocols that we worked on together. Look at the celebration. They filled up entire plazas in Italy, and they basically said, we can get down to zero hospitalizations. In some major centers in Italy now, which got absolutely slaughtered, with COVID-19, they have zero hospitalizations. They still have COVID, but they're treating it at home using the sequence multi-drug approach. I wish we would have had billions of dollars to invest in randomized trials. I would like, I'd like half a billion. I could have led those trials. <laughs> I, I can do it. I can do it. Anybody I can put on my University of Michigan tie and say, listen, I can do it. No problem doing it. Nobody invested in the clinical trials. This was a time for doctors to use their judgment and win the game. And I'm telling you, the drugs in combination win the game. We have data to support it. This is one of the analysis from one of the leading centers in Dallas. By instituting early treatment, and this was an early protocol, it didn't have a lot of the bells and whistles, we can reduce the risk of hospitalization and death by about 85% compared to expected values or values from a reference group in surrounding counties, which is what we did in this analysis. 
early treatment is what decides a severe case or not. Demand it. And you should call your doctor right now and say, listen, are you ready to treat me? And if you're not, you know what? Go to a telemedicine service. Because I basically, I went nuts. When I testified in the U.S. Senate on November 19th, and we had the follow-up on December 8th, those were historic Senate testimonies. They will go down in history. Pierre Corey led the second one. Pierre showed up in the Senate with his lab coat on. And he went absolutely nuts. He said, we are having Americans die with no treatment. Die. And he goes, it won't happen on my watch. And he was right. He was right. We should have always done this. We estimate today, out of 640,000 Americans who died, 85% of them died needlessly. They were denied early treatment. We couldn't save them all, but we could have made a huge impact. Paul Alexander in our group. I'm going to, he's taking a breath. I'm going to jump in here quickly. 85% uh, of 600. And 80,000, 80, I think is what he said, yeah. Yeah, 85%. He said died needlessly. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So. I can hear the calculator. I can hear you punching numbers over there. Yeah, he, he's so, got a calculator out, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it's right here in my head. Uh, <laughs> of course, what, what the they, they, they can't see. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I, think that's, I think this is important. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because... People keep using this number of, hey, 680,000 people died. We need to get the vaccine. Come on. Exactly. That's a small price right, to right. pay. If a few people die, that's a small price to pay. Mm -hmm. 680,000 people died of the COVID. But no. What, but what was the price that was no. paid because they wouldn't allow treatment? Yeah, exactly. What was that? They did not. So 85% is 552,500. That's... And, that's and, the that's five hundred fifty two thousand five hundred deaths. That's what we should be. That's that, the number we should be telling people. And, and that's how much those uh, crooked officials killed. COVID didn't kill them. Well, that's exactly right. That's what I would say. COVID didn't because if we could have prevented it yeah. with early treatment, that's it. Then those crooked officials killed them. Well, sure it is. I, I can't even call that COVID deaths then. Uh, the, this, Technically, it's not COVID. Well, I, some I mean, are calling it, it murder. It, because well, let me let me you ask see you what I'm saying though. If, I mean, I, I'm not calling them COVID well, deaths because they could have been prevented. Absolutely. No, they still died of COVID. That's not what I'm saying. Well, it, well, they died of a disease of a, yeah. that was caused by lack of treatment. Yes. I mean, come yes. on. I mean, yes. that would be like somebody laying down, you know, with 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 something over their face to where they couldn't breathe, and you you could see them, and all you have to do is lift it off. But you. But you lay, sit there. Lay down. They're walking around out there. You, 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 well, yeah, they're walking around out there with these, you know, facial uh, facial pillows yeah. over their face or whatever. Some call them diapers. But five hundred fifty-two thousand five hundred people died unnecessarily. Yeah, and that's huge. Doctor Richard Fleming made that very clear too. Yeah, they died because we yeah. could not treat them. Now. There's ways to treat them, but they weren't allowed to treat them, and right. nobody was right. willing to step up because they were being threatened mm -hmm. that if they did use these drugs, they would they would lose their license, they would lose their jobs, reputation. I mean, it, right? And and here we go again. It's insane. But in this little segment here, just finished up, the thing that that really is sort of astounding to me is. The world, the world, the world thinks, the world thinks this 
is so severe. We've got a mask up. We still got a we still got a, a social distance. We got to do all of these things. Yeah. And what we're hearing is early treatment. Early treatment. Treat at home. Stay away from the hospital. Get only what doesn't, you have to at the hospital. Get back home. Doesn't that sound a little bit backwards? Yeah. Because before, if yeah. something's so severe, the first thing you would say, well, you need to get to the hospital. You need to get to the emergency room. Right. But we need to change based on our way of thinking and sifting through. We need to change the way that we think and see things. It's it's obvious in the way that we sift through and gather information. So we're going to have to pause it right there. Uh, yeah. We may we may have a, a wrap up on this one. I think uh, we can do a little bit of an overview on the uh, on the next uh, episode. But uh, this is remarkable stuff. Wow. Love guys uh, like this. Now he mentioned Peter Corey, uh, uh, Pierre Corey. I'm sorry that uh, okay, he, he did a powerful the, testimony. But yeah, the th- there are just a handful. Let's say a handful compared to you know probably a, a millions of doctors around the world. But there's a, a, only a few that are willing to stand up. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, God bless uh, uh, Dr. McCullough. Uh, this is just more fantastic stuff. And you can feel and see his compassion. Uh, so oh, once yeah. again, listeners oh, yeah. that are out there, uh, go to, really, if you were to Google Dr. Peter McCulloch at uh, SDA Village Church, uh, Michigan, I, I think if you just go uh, Dr. Peter McCulloch, SDA Village Church, it'll pull up, and you can see the the whole thing there. So, all right, well, wow, another another yeah. great episode, and uh, we've got more coming down the pike. Uh, so, let's uh, let's go to our Creator in prayer, Ben, as we close. Okay, Father in heaven, once again, we thank you for this platform uh, to get truth out. We thank you for the ability that you've given us, the ability to think on our own. Uh, I say on our own, but only through the Holy Spirit can we discern actual truth. So, Lord, we pray for that gift to continue through us. We we ask for protection on all of those out there that are bringing truth forward. You know, people like Doctor McCulloch, and and thank you for those that are opening up their uh, buildings and facilities. We thank you for the the churches. Uh, the uh, Village Church uh, there in Michigan, all of those that are involved, it is not an easy thing to do these days to stand up. And Lord, if we can't stand up for you, um, Lord, it's it's going to be a very difficult time. So we pray for the courage, the strength, uh, through your Holy Spirit to be able to stand. And as we close, Lord, we ask that Every intent of thought be pure. And we ask and pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.